It's Tuesday, December 29, 2009. Here we go again. Another oil spill in Alaska. Mercury rising in Americans. Democrats get squishy on climate legislation. Plus, what really happened in Copenhagen? What really did? All of that and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Prepare for six minutes of green news, politics, and snarky comment. The Heritage Foundation says by 2035, the program will cost the average family $1,500 a year. But the EPA says $80 to $100 a year. But the American Petroleum Institute says $3,000 a year. But Sally Struthers says we can do it for just a dollar a day. Keep that in mind, corporatist Democrats. This is your Green News Report. Report is brought to you by VelvetRevolution.us, now offering a $200,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of U.S. Chamber of Commerce CEO Tom Donahue for fraud and other crimes. Help VR push back against dozens of death threats, yes, death threats, that we've received from Fox News fans and chamber members since our campaign began. Sign on to show your support for the good guys at StopTheChamber.com. That's StopTheChamber.com. Okay, Des, wrapping up a busy year. What do you have for us today? Oh, here we go again. Yet another oil spill in Prince William Sound in Alaska on the very same reef as the infamous Exxon Valdez oil spill just over 20 years ago. On Christmas Day, a tugboat slammed into the very same reef, spilling diesel fuel into the once pristine waters of Alaska's Prince William Sound. But this time, thankfully, the oil slick was limited and nowhere near the 11 million gallons back in 89 that devastated one of the world's most prolific fisheries. The Anchorage Daily News reports residents as, quote, baffled as to how anyone could hit the most infamous rock in Prince William Sound. No kidding. Everyone knows about this this reef. Any explanation yet for the cause of this? No, it's under investigation, but both the captain and the crew have been cleared of any alcohol or drugs. Well, we'll find out in uh, maybe 10 or 20 years that Exxon uh, won't have to pay much for any of this, just as occurred with the Exxon Valdez after the Supreme Court took their uh, billions-dollar settlement and cut it down to just about nothing, making it well worth Earth running into that reef. Mercury emissions are rising in the center of the country. The Chicago Tribune examined new federal data on emissions and reports that the data shows the amount of mercury emissions dumped into the air from coal-fired power plants in Illinois jumped 7% last year. Michigan and Texas saw even larger gains in mercury pollution. The Tribune says the increase is due in part to the particular type of coal and the lack of smokestack emissions controls at plants in those states. But over the same period, emissions actually dropped overall nationwide. Nearly half the nation's freshwater fish are contaminated with mercury, a potent neurotoxin that exceeds federal levels for safe consumption. There are still no national standards for mercury pollution, although the Obama administration is in the process of changing that. I'm getting real tired of saying we could send a man to the moon in about nine years, but we can't figure out how to cut uh, carbon emissions from the use of coal in this country on this planet. But don't get me started. Speaking of toxic mercury contamination, the Centers of Disease Control for the first time is tracking widespread mercury exposure in Americans. The results of the CDC study announced earlier this month show that Americans are showing increasing levels of mercury in their blood. It's part of a wider effort by the CDC to track the wide range of chemicals now found in Americans from industrial activity and agricultural pollution. The study also found for the first time perchlorate was found in every subject. Perchlorate is the rocket fuel additive made famous in the film Aaron Brock 
Yanukovych. And it confirms that over 90% of Americans now have BPA in their blood, a synthetic estrogen chemical used in plastics. I'm thinking of turning myself into a plastic water <laughs> There is some good news from the study. It does confirm that lead exposure in children has continued to decrease since the 1970s. More details are emerging from the high-level talks on the last day of the Copenhagen Climate Summit. The contentious negotiations at the United Nations Climate Summit ended without a legally binding agreement to cut global emissions. Accusations have been flying ever since, with many environmental activists blaming President Obama for lack of leadership at the negotiations. But Mark Linus, a journalist who attended the summit as an aide to the president of the island nation of the Maldives, has a different perspective. He was in the room during that meeting and has written a first-person account that places the blame for obstruction on China. He believes China's tactics successfully prevented any truly binding agreement and made it appear that Obama was the one who failed on the world stage. It's a fascinating account in The Guardian. We have the links at greennews.bradblog.com. Finally, although the health insurance reform fight isn't nearly over, conservative Senate Democrats are now telling the White House to drop any idea of climate and clean energy legislation in the Senate this year because it's too controversial. The cap-and-trade bill already passed the House in June, but the Senate version has been stalled during the bruising fight over health care insurance reform. Proponents of the legislation note that the cap-and-trade policy has considerable selling points, including creating new jobs in a growing renewable energy sector and the fact that the Congressional Budget Office says the Senate bill will actually reduce the federal budget deficit. They also note that polls consistently show a majority of Americans want the federal government to regulate emissions, but that's not good enough for conservative Senate Democrats. Senator Merrill Andrew of Louisiana tells Politico she's been trying to get the White House to put off the legislation until 2011. Yeah, let's get it straight. Those aren't conservative Democrats. Those are corporatist Democrats. Read about that and much more at our website and stay tuned later this week for a roundup of the most important green news stories of the year and even the decade. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Uh,